0: Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels Gardening Week. So today we're going to talk about something that is really required for gardening which is patience right you you figure out what you're going to grow you till the soil you plant it you water it uh, you maybe you fertilize it you make sure you have the right amount of sun and then what do you do you wait and then you wait some more and then you wait some more <laughs> And then you're just continuing to wait and it almost seems like nothing's happening, right? Because you can't see beneath the surface necessarily uh, what's happening with the naked eye. And then one day, whether it's weeks or months later, depending on the particular thing that you're growing, all of a sudden it bursts through and, and maybe you're going to get a harvest um, shortly thereafter. Um, so I want to talk about the principle of, of patience and how that's often an overlooked skill when it comes to leadership and executive presence. So, you know, today's modern day view of the leader, especially in our hyper-connected world, is someone who gets results instantaneously, right? We're all used to our notifications. We're all used to just, you know, Amazon Prime or Netflix and just getting what we want right away or a Google search if we need some information. And, And in all that, I think what can get lost is the value of patience and also the appropriate role of patience in certain things because certain crops may um, mature very quickly and others are going to take longer and my point there is um, sometimes things are going to take longer and that's because they should right there's a process going on there it's not that you're not being effective or doing the right thing it's not that you're not trying hard enough or moving fast enough it's that there is an amount of time where the process needs to take place and if you rush it you can actually injure the final product so maybe even if you do get a result it's not as mature robust uh, and helpful as it would be so um, a lot of that can apply to how we deal with leadership for ourselves as well as for helping and teaching others Right? Giving people the time they need to process, to self-reflect, self to understand, to, to fail, uh, to try and fail or succeed. And then if they fail, um, to give them time to figure out what they did wrong and learn from that so next time they can do better. Rather than swooping in because you're impatient, uh, fixing everything for them, making it go away like nothing happened. And then that person never really gets the benefit of doing that process uh, by themselves. So that patience often um, can also apply in a conversation, right? You could be talking and there could be a silence. And often the person to break the silence first is the one who, um, I don't wanna say loses like winner loses, but who doesn't get as much benefit Versus the person who can sit quietly and see what comes out next from the other person can often reveal the thing that you need for the negotiation or the deal that will make all the difference. But guess what? You never hear that if you're too busy yapping because you cannot stand the silence. You can't be patient. You can't wait for the other person to process their thoughts uh, and to fill that silence. Um, And that's another thing to consider uh, as well, a bit of an aside. Different people process and think differently. Um, I tend to be a fast talker and uh, a fast thinker. I I like to think. (laughs) So um, I will often, you know, jump in and kind of say what I'm thinking, whereas other people may be thinking, but they're not going to jump in because they're processing uh, in a different way and they need a little bit more time. Uh, before they're going to chime in and say anything so those sorts of people if you rush them um, often you're not going to get the full measure of their creativity you're not going to get the full understanding of what they're thinking because you know you've basically knocked out a lot of what they're trying to do by you know filling it with with your thoughts and then that actually changes the nature of what they might have told you if you had just been patient waited a couple extra beats And allowed them to reflect uh, and chime in uh, with their thoughts. So, from a leadership and executive presence perspective, I often couch this in terms of stillness, right? Being still and having the presence of stillness, where you're not moving until you need to move. You're not moving until the exact moment where your movement or action will be the most powerful, the most effective, the most opportune. So. I often think about, um, use the metaphor of, let's say, hitting a baseball, right? Uh, Do you walk up to the plate and you just swing it nonstop or do you wait? Until the ball is exactly in the right position and then you swing and then you hit a home run or make solid contact with the ball. If you're fidgeting around, if you're, if you're swinging the bat and you know, moving your feet all around, you're actually going to have less likelihood of getting a good result. And it's often that way with executive presence as well. Sometimes the most powerful thing we can do is to be still and have a presence of stillness. In addition, that has the added benefit of helping others be still and be able to see things better and to know when to jump in with the most effective action at the most effective time. So today, what I'd love for you to do is ask yourself, do you have the patience to lead in various scenarios? And are there times where maybe your lack of patience gets the better of you? And you can kind of see this if you're if you're paying attention and you look at others, you can kind of see how they respond, either with frustration or contempt or annoyance, uh, when you're too impatient. Um, you know, a, a sin that I often have is like, I'll jump in and talk over someone or before they're done talking, you know, never happens with my wife, I, I start to talk and, and start a new thought when they haven't finished theirs. Um, So that's a skill uh, of of awareness and also patience that we can work on to help us be, you know, better leaders, uh, better friends, better husbands, uh, dare I say. Um, So thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. get asked, why did you create the Thrive Guide for High Potential Underrepresented Professionals? It all started out with one unanswered question. How do you thrive in environments where your advancement is still considered an anomaly? I know far too many talented, ambitious, and devoted professionals whose efforts to climb the corporate ladder were met with resistance, broken promises, and sometimes outright sabotage. As I look for guidance to meet this challenge, there wasn't much out there other than the generic, you have to be better and work harder than everyone else. While I see some wisdom in this, it ignores the damage that this double standard wreaks on your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. It also doesn't provide any specific strategies on how to handle the daily challenges, such as microaggressions, that create extra drag on your performance. I began to explore this for myself when a few pages of notes turned into 33 lessons, 2.5 hours, and a lot of video editing. The final result was the Thrive Guide with its seven strategies to thrive. Each strategy is designed to address challenges that are rooted in societal, institutional, and personal expectations for groups that have not been, and largely still are not prevalent in leadership. If you refuse to have artificial limits placed on your advancement, but continue to be met with resistance, then this Thrive Guide is for you. Available now on udemy.com. Let's get thriving. Hello, welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and this is Gardening Week. Today we're going to talk about a concept from gardening, uh, which is over-watering, right? So imagine uh, you have a plant or a crop or a seed that, you know, let's say it's a prize tulip. Uh, and you're going to plant this thing and you are so proud, you know, it's imported from Denmark or wherever, uh or or actually let me say uh, netherlands and you are just so proud uh and can't wait and you get the soil just right you, you pick the right place with the right amount of shade and the right amount of sun um, you figured out that this is the right climate for a tulip like that to flourish you you plant the bulb and you're waiting and then every day you go out and you just water the you know what out of it you are just drowning this poor bulb in water because you're just so thanks for listening can't wait to be with you again join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel